just 19, Jasmine Williams' life was violently stolen in front of her own children. What began as a planned robbery by some of her own friends escalated to a plan to kill her. Despite a mountain of evidence to implicate seven individuals, the wheels of justice seemed to falter. I feel like a lot of stuff just went completely wrong, especially with them having priors. So it's like you slap them on the hand. Beyond the courtroom negotiations and plea deals lies the hurt of a bereaved sister who believes Jasmine was cast aside by a system meant to protect and serve the victims of crime. At the time that she died, that's when she was looking at life. This is Texas Crime Stories, Betrayed Justice. The capital murder of 19-year-old Jasmine Williams is one we've followed since her death in 2020. A senseless robbery and murder at first we all thought was just for a piggy bank, some sneakers and a phone. Erica, once this case went through the criminal justice system, you learned more details and notice what some may say were missteps by the district attorney's office. Yeah, that's correct. Now, it all started with a dismissal in this case early last year that grabbed my attention. Now, this is a case that raises not only questions of law and order, but of human value and the pursuit of true justice. Growing up together, we've been through a lot. We had a mom that always chose men, drugs, and so it was very hard. Hannah Williams is not one to shy away. She openly talks about the hardships her and her younger sister, Jasmine, went through. At times, both even in foster care, the rough upbringing discouraging to Jasmine. A lot of stuff has happened, so she wasn't really looking forward to life. I say between her 14th and 18th year. She always said she was going to die before she was 21. But after having two kids, Hannah says Jasmine started to change and really was looking to turn things around for her and her kids. That's when she was wanting to become a better mother. That's when she was wanting to go get a degree in something. That's when she felt like her life was worth living. That would all come to an end on July 14, 2020. Hannah received a phone call from a friend of Jasmine who was staying with her, Natalie Carrington. I got a text message on Snapchat from her saying that she left the house, that she was scared that Jasmine's ex-boyfriend was going over there to, I guess, cause commotion. When Hannah arrived at the house, crime scene tape was up and police everywhere. I was speechless. I dropped to my knees when we arrived to the scene and they said that they were sorry. Jasmine Williams was found inside her home. The 19-year-old had been shot multiple times and the home had been burglarized. The worst part, the entire crime committed in front of Jasmine's two young daughters. My nieces never got to experience her their mom. I never got to experience the sister she was becoming. They took my best friend. They took my safe spot. The San Antonio Police Department immediately started investigating Jasmine's murder. Investigators are digging into what they can to try to figure out exactly what happened. But it would be weeks before an arrest was made, almost a month later, and this post goes up on SAPD's Facebook page. 18-year-old Kyle Phillips was arrested and charged with capital murder name Hannah had never heard of. This person really had to be angry because ain't no way you can go take someone that you don't know in front of her two children and just take her life the way you did. More arrests would soon come. Six others arrested and charged with capital murder. Dorian Murphy, John Tavian Saunders, Aaron Jackson, Alyssa Weesey, 
J. Mariah Pope Williams and Natalie Carrington. Carrington, the same friend that had been staying with Jasmine and had called Hannah the day of Jasmine's murder. The night before, my mom was with my sister when they went to go pick her up. Natalie wasn't alone, though. She brought along her friend, J. Mariah Pope Williams, as well. Natalie and Jasmine were friends, oftentimes Jasmine taking in Natalie and helping her if she needed money or a place to stay. She put her trust in two people that she shouldn't have. And I just really wish she would have been more cautious. What happened between Natalie and Jasmine? How did the others get involved? There were so many questions still unanswered that Hannah hoped would soon get answered as the case moved its way through the justice system. The case and all the co-defendants were assigned to the 226th District Court. Because of the pandemic, many of the first court hearings were done on Zoom or reset. But Hannah says she always knew what was going on. The first attorney, we were getting you know, weekly texts, constant updates. If they found new evidence, they were telling us. Eventually, some of the co-defendants began helping the DA's office and telling them what happened to Jasmine Williams. J. Mariah Pope Williams in 2021 accepted a plea deal in exchange for a reduced charge of aggravated robbery and her testimony against the others. The details of what her sentence would be was not yet known. Then in early 2023, Hannah says everything changed when a new assistant district attorney was assigned to the case, Jeff Moliner. I feel like when he came into office, that's when everything just went straight to whack. And then a huge blow for Hannah came in February 2023. The capital murder charge was dismissed for Kyle Phillips and Dorian Morphy. At the time, it was not known why, and the district attorney's office would not comment on the case because it was still under investigation. While Kyle Phillips was later re-indicted, each co-defendant would be eventually offered plea deals. In April 2023, Aaron Jackson was sentenced to eight years in prison on the lesser charge of robbery. In August 2023, Kyle Phillips was sentenced to 30 years in prison on a lesser charge of murder. Murder is punishable as a first degree felony. So you're proceeding on the lesser. Correct. A few days later, John Tavian Saunders was sentenced to 20 years on the lesser charge of aggravated robbery. In September 2023, J. Mariah Pope Williams was given a plea deal and sentenced to five years in prison on the lesser charge of robbery. In December 2023, Natalie Carrington was sentenced to 15 years in prison on a lesser charge of aggravated robbery. And then in January of this year, Alyssa Weist was given probation and six months at a treatment facility on the lesser charge of robbery. I feel like they, it was a lot of lack of laziness, lack of motivation. Case at 12 was able to look over the grand jury records for the case and uncover startling evidence. Natalie Carrington, Dorian Murphy, and J. Mariah Pope Williams testified. Natalie told the grand jury that the plan was for her, Pope Williams, Saunders, and Jackson to only rob Jasmine. She said prior to the murder, they had seen guns, money, and drugs at Jasmine's home. She claimed the murder was totally unexpected and she didn't know who Kyle Phillips was and that all she knew was that he was a friend of Saunders and Jackson. But when Jay Mariah testified, she gave a somewhat different version of events. She said the day before Jasmine's murder, she texted Natalie. Cell phone records entered into evidence showed the conversation. Jay Mariah texted, let's do it in the morning. 
Her second text to Natalie said, we don't have to kill her. Natalie's text reply said, actually, we do. Jay Marias said her and Natalie had stayed at Jasmine's house, and at some point, Natalie and Jasmine got into an argument. At the time, she was on the phone with Jontavian, and Natalie then took the phone from her, and she said she heard Jontavian ask her, what do you want us to do? In which she said Natalie answered, shoot her. Jontavian said she would later arrive with Aaron and Kyle. Melissa Weiss and Dorian Murphy were outside in the getaway car. Jay Mariah told the grand jury Jasmine was taking a shower and Kyle, armed with an assault rifle, pulled her out. While she was with her kids in the other room, she then heard several shots be fired. They searched the house and came out with a jar of change, Jasmine's debit card, and a few other objects. They got into the car waiting outside and left. Later, she said, they just all went about their ways. Later in Murphy's testimony to the grand jury, he said the night before the murder, all the guys were together along with his then-girlfriend, Alyssa Weesey. He said Phillips told him he felt like killing someone. Murphy said the next day when they went to Jasmine's house, Alyssa drove them because he didn't have a car. He said he was actually on the phone with Phillips as he was inside the house. Murphy's in testimony says, quote, I heard him tell her to get out of the shower, that where was the safe? She said she didn't know, and she started saying, no, please don't hurt my kids. He said, no one is going to hurt your kids as long as you tell me where the safe is. She said she didn't know, and he proceeded to shoot her. Murphy says days later, Phillips admitted to him he got rid of the gun. Their testimony and evidence showing that Jasmine was brutally murdered for no reason. And it was all premeditated. I really feel like if my sister was 100% white, Kyle, John Tavian, all of them will have higher charges. 100%. I feel like they would have worked harder. I feel like they would have tried more. I feel like a lot of cases would have went to trial. But I feel like just because of who my sister was, what type of case it was, it was just a brush under a rug. Hannah has been at every court case and given victim impact statements during the sentencings. And she has actively voiced her disapproval of how the case was handled. All of it has been very hard on her. In all honesty, it's very hard. Like, I'm in a point in my life right now where I'm really just by myself. While a case is now closed, Hannah says she is now working toward helping others who have been affected by violent crimes and helping them understand the justice system. God does everything for a reason. And no matter what, I just have to keep going because my sister's not here and it's only me. So I can't fail my kids and I cannot fail her kids at all. And as far as Jasmine, her memory will always live within her and she will never be forgotten. I want my sister to be remembered as just a beautiful, peaceful soul. We reached out to the district attorney's office for a response to Hannah's interview and to ask more questions about the case. Communications director Pete Gallego sent us an email back saying, quote, we've had a fairly in-depth conversation with Jasmine Williams next of kin. She made clear that her priorities are raising awareness of her sister's case, identifying the responsible party, and discussing initiatives to help others in similar situations. She indicated she would not be supportive of discussions by our office on procedural or other aspects of the case 
which might distract from her own mission, end quote. We told Hannah by text about this response in which she replied, quote, wow, while I did meet with them, they asked my opinion about the interview and I told them it was totally up to them. Dorian Murphy was never reindicted in this case. J. Mariah Pope Williams is already eligible for parole, but was denied parole in November. Her next review date is November 2024. Aaron Jackson is also already eligible for parole, but was denied in May 2023. His next review date is in 2025. Natalie Carrington is still awaiting transfer to a Texas prison and remains in the Bayer County Jail. John Tavian Saunders is not eligible for parole until 2030. Kyle Phillips is not eligible for parole until 2035. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Texas Crime Stories. We'll be back soon with an all-new case.